two guys, one epic journey. You're listening to The Supernatural Virgin. The following podcast is likely to contain adult language, descriptions of televised violence, and almost certainly spoilers for the CW's hit TV show, Supernatural. Supernatural and all related characters and elements are copyright, Warner Brothers Entertainment Incorporated, and no infringement of copyright is intended. Enjoy. It's that time again. Hi, I'm Vasco. Hi, and I'm Darren. And this is the Supernatural Virgin. Hold on. Technically, I'm the Supernatural Virgin. Uh-huh. So it's all about me. Thanks. Well, technically, it's all about the TV phenomenon Supernatural, um, which was created by Eric Kripke and has been running continuously for the last 15 years. It's got a global fan base with millions sticking with it from the start, many more joining along the way, and a few who fell in and out of love with the show as it progressed along. And some like me, who has never seen it, uh-huh. until uh, someone comes along and makes you watch it. Yeah, okay. Uh, so, that is why we're here. Looking at two stories at a time to see how a hardened fan on a rewatch feels compared to a non-fan just starting out with no context or expectations. So how are you finding it? Hmm, uh, so far, it's been a mixed bag, really. Well, do remember that back in 2005, a lot of what you're seeing uh, was probably quite cutting-edge technology in terms of effects. But it isn't just a CGI. I'm also looking for a, a strong plot. Okay, so you're not hooked really on the strong plots. Well, it's only them missing that so far. Mm. I mean... Being honest, I don't think that's uh, completely fair because we've had six Monster of the Week style shows so far um, and admittedly that's quite formulaic but I, I do think that overall the plotting has been quite good. I mean, if you look at the stories Dead in the Water and Bloody Mary. Uh, for every Dead in the Water there is a Wendigo? Well, yeah, but not so far but equally for every Hookman there's going to be a Bugs. What? Oh, you're going to see. So... As of now, you're not completely sold on the plots. Uh, I have to judge you based on what I know. Okay, so such as what? Uh, well, things like you on Netflix. Okay. That's uh, compelling and I easily binge all two seasons. Yeah, that, that like was Like over good. A, like a day or so. Yeah, yeah. Fair and enough. anything from Conjuring Universe? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Yeah, <laughs> favourite. Yeah. Okay. Then. yeah. Uh, Supernatural needs a scary nun, I guess. Is there a scary nun? Um, there's pretty much a scary everything at some point or another. I'm trying to think if there's a scary nun. It's not jumping out at me, but there will be nuns. I can assure you that we will have nuns. Hmm. Uh, I suppose it also, or it at least feels at the moment like um, a popcorn TV. I can have... a while checking my phone or playing a game or whatever okay. but that could be because it's very monster of the week thing does that make sense yeah yeah that makes sense yeah and i'm not getting too much of a story arc to pull me in it's i know it's early days uh, and i'm still here giving it a chance yeah i mean you are chained to the, to the chair so that, <laughs> that might have something to do with that that works <laughs> um I think also, though, it's like we've said before, the monster of the week element 
is pretty frequent due to the nature of the show. If you think of other shows that have been in this sort of genre, like The X-Files, they kind of often had a Monster of the Week type of approach while setting up some of the bigger mythology in the, in the background. Um, and at the moment, these guys, they're hunting various supernatural monsters or entities or whatever, whatever they find. And as an audience, this is giving us an opportunity to get a catalogue of the enemies start to build up. We do have a bit of an initial story arc, I suppose, which is Dad missing on his hunting trip. Um, and it is looking more and more like he's either gone into hiding or he's been captured whilst he's on his quest to find the thing, whatever it might be, that killed their mum, Mary. And probably Sam's girlfriend as well. It is a probably... I think you're right. I think at the moment that particular storyline's been a bit thinly played out in the background at the moment. So I will give you that. Also, um, a regular listeners would know this, but my theory is that the killer is hiding on a plane site. <laughs> yeah. And uh, whether he knows it or not, Sam Winchester is the killer baby man-child thing behind it all. I think they're uh, leading us to the that big reveal. Well, really. yeah, Sam certainly is a very much a baby man-child at the moment, <laughs> um, whereas Dean's probably more of a, a man-child baby. Uh, so, yeah, 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 you could be right. Um, but equally, of course, you could be completely wrong. At this stage, I'm saying nothing. Uh, talking of a big reveal, you said last time that you had some some exciting to something exciting to tell us. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I did say that, but to be honest, I'm going to save that till the end of this podcast, if that's okay. <laughs> the suspense is killing me. Not Saki. Okay, so in the next two exciting instalments of Supernatural. We're going to find Sam and Dean taking on the creepy crawlies in Bugs. Can't wait. Um, and that's right after they come face-to-face, or face-to-hook, with the Hookman. So is uh, this like the urban legend of the Hookman? Because that's a popular kind of horror image. Um, well, they're, they're, yeah, let's see. So you've got so-called supernatural law, which lays down the mythology and the rules of the world that we're in and we're exploring with Sam and Dean. So much like the woman in white from the pilot episode um, and the two vengeful spirits that we've encountered, um, terms, sort of umbrella terms for spooky phenomenon, seem to be kind of applicable in that way. So uh, if you think about it, the woman in white, the one we met in that episode, was creative due to a set of circumstances. Um, and there'd been this tragic woman who'd killed her kids, either deliberately or through some sort of mental break. And her troubled spirit manifested as a woman in white. So it sort of met the criteria. She then became this this entity mm-hmm. that was considered by the law to be deemed a, a woman in white. Um, so the hook man pretty much is quite the horror genre icon really um the idea of somebody wandering around big jacket hook slash 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 um and i think through the what we're going to see in the episode that we'll see that this is rooted again in an individual story that happens to produce the manifestation that kind of sits under that aspect of the law so to be clear i'm saying laws in l-o-r-e law and not law law if you know well I, I hope that's clear yes thanks that's very clear now the film i was thinking uh, of last time yeah if you remember mm-hmm. was i know what you did the last summer oh, okay. as a couple of people uh, remind me on twitter very kindly oh bless them um yeah and we did ask the twitterverse for their views 
on these two episodes, and we're going to come back to that a bit later because we ran a, ran a poll for that too. Um, I'm sure you'll be stunned to find out which episode won. Uh, so do please keep sharing your thoughts and experiences with us at uh, SPN Virgin Pod, as we really do love to read them. And don't forget, I'm still collecting your own personal encounters with supernatural things, which we'll be sharing and talking about over the next few episodes, I think. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, shall we get our hooks into the next story, please? <laughs> oh, very good. Okay. So, are you sitting comfortably, admittedly, in your chains? In which case, <laughs> here we go. <laughs> Well, wow. Oh, you're talking about bugs. Oh my God. What was that? Well, let's reflect on the hook man first, maybe. <laughs> yes, please, anything. Okay, so, uh, Dead End, Nine Mile Road in Iowa, which, out of curiosity, is the birthplace of Captain Kirk in the original series of Star Trek although that does get a bit muddled in the Kelvin timeline films. So, oh, one franchise at a time, please. Okay, so what did you make of Hookman? Oh, now this is a proper old-school horror film. Girls, ha- girls House on Campus, Carrie Bridge, Slutty Girls, hmm. Slashed Boyfriend, uh, Slashed Up Roommate, roommate Bloody Brighter on the Walls, pretty much everything I can think of. Yeah. And it picked pretty much every possible box I guess yeah yeah this from you is a glowing review uh, hmm. but I have two questions um, okay go on <laughs> what sort of video gets out of the car when he hears creepy noises I will be gone hmm, really. yeah okay so you mean Rich the boyfriend yep. um, yeah yeah to be honest with you I would probably drive off rather than get out and look around when I'm hearing somebody drag their metallic creepy hook down the side of my car but equally that is typical horror film behaviour someone always has to be the uh, I'll be right back guy I guess Um, only in this case he ends up being I suppose you'd call it well hung I mean sorry anyway so what's your second question Uh, number two Mm -hmm. the hook man shows up all scary dramatic uh, next to the car yeah and then turns invisible What's that about? Well, maybe an invisible hookman is scarier than a visible hookman. I mean, in fairness, I'm not really sure. Um, but please don't spoil the moment, because you were, you were liking this one. Uh, I still do, overall. <laughs> it was a good setting for this kind of story. Yeah, and for a change, Sam and Dean actually get to act their age, pretty much, instead of trying to be the youngest federal marshals in the USA. This whole thing was a good horror vibe, really. And he also lets the brothers do some more investigating and do some actual ghost hunting. Yeah. We finally see a body get tortured and then torched. That was fun. Yeah. Oh, well, fun. Yeah, okay. Um, So this is the ritual. We talked about it um, in the last podcast, actually. This is the ritual that they'll use ultimately many times. Um, But here, it's a landmark first on-screen salting and burning of, of a body and also they do squirt a bit of holy water in there as well just to really mix it up as a rule um, Supernatural just as a fun fact isn't the only long running show to use rock salt as a spirit deterrent although in this context it's 
a different kind of spirit. Um, Doctor Who, back in the 1970s, used it in a serial called Image of the Fendal. So anyone listening that's a Doctor Who fan, go mm. and check your references, because um, that's a, a fun fact for you. Very and, fun fact to you. Such a geek. Oh, well, that's not a secret, is it? Uh, are you going to make me watch Doctor Who next? Uh, well, all 60 years worth. Don't don't give me ideas. Oh, please. Uh, anyway, getting back to our friendly neighbourhood hook man, this episode is the first use as well on screen of the car's uh, nice special spotlights, uh, but come to think of it, I, th- <laughs> I actually think it's the only use of the spotlight, which is a shame, because every ghost hunter should have one. I do like the car. Yeah, everyone likes the car. I mean, I... I I particularly like the car. I've got a, a beautiful model of it, which I picked up at a, a convention. <laughs> How much? Yeah, I don't really like to talk about that. Um, anyway, actually, thinking it through, I've got two of them. Um, I've got the one that I bought in the convention, and I also have one that comes with a tiny Sam and a tiny Dean, uh, and that one was a present. Oh my gosh, are they on display? Uh, well, no, not currently these things are collectibles and the first rule of collectibles uh, is hide them away from sight and daylight and dust and humanity in general really um, but I might dig out a photo fo- I might dig them out and uh, post a couple of photos on Twitter being a fan or a collector sounds very stressful to me well it's not as stressful as finding out that you've salted and burned a body and it hasn't worked so, um, yes, it turns out that spirits can also be attached to uh, material stuff too, Yeah, which I'm guessing will be very useful to know in the future. Absolutely, yeah. Um, there is a cute moment, I think, between the brothers when Sam tries to get... Sorry, when Dean, rather, tries to get Sam to hang around with the heroine of the week, Laurie, um, for a little bit of uh, romantic time. But uh, Sam just isn't up for it. Um, but she was. Yeah, she, she was. My guessing is uh, he knows that if they get involved, it won't be long before he got her stuck on the ceiling in a ball of fire, uh, like all the women in his life. Yeah, such a romantic. So overall, this was a clear winner for me, really. Mm-hmm. And the Twitter poll shows it as well. Yeah, yeah. It was a resounding win for Hookman um, out of the two episodes. Um, I'd like to think it's because Hookman is actually a really good episode, but I think it was helped by the fact that, oh God, it was up against... Oh, Bucks. Bloody fucking awful Bucks. So, mm. guessing this wasn't really to your taste? I really almost don't, don't want to talk about it. I don't blame Can you. Can we just not? <laughs> um, yeah, this is a curse story that is, quite frankly, cursed. Uh, well, but curses can be very uh, good horror material. Yeah, yeah. A good curse can lead to a really good story. This was not a good curse, though. No, and it, it wasn't really a very good story. So, in old-fashioned horror, horror trope style, this finds us with a housing estate being built on an ancient Indian burial ground. Leading to an insect-led bloodbath. Lovely. No, thanks. Oh, okay. Okay, being honest with you, uh, I do have to admit this is an episode that it, this will come as no surprise, I'm sure, that gets quite a fair bit of fan bashing. Well, if the fans don't like it, I really like the fans. <laughs> and I think the fans are going to really like you. I can't wait. Yeah. Um, even Eric Kripke, it has to be said, who's the creator of the show, as I've mentioned numerous times, he, he really was not a fan of this story either. And 
Okay, so I'm going to say this, and I know it's a little bit spoilery. Well, but... then, then don't say it. God, don't tell me there is a sequel or something. I'm stopping watching it right now, if there is a sequel. No, no, no. There's absolutely no sequel to Bugs. Not ever. Uh, no, no, it's just that this episode will actually get referenced in a later episode, in a, in a few seasons' time, as an example of bad writing. Really? So even the show thing is a stinker. But <laughs> yeah. how do they make that work? Well, that would be too spoilery to tell you. And again, we've got other supernatural virgins out there listening along. Um, so people out there who know the show know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, for all the supernatural virgins, just stay with us. You're going to know it when it happens. Can we please just skip to the next one? Well, I kind of don't blame you for that, but we do have a few points that I think we need to pull out um, around this episode, mostly about the relationship between Sam and Dean. Yes, we do have some family tension coming out. I didn't realise that Winchester had kicked Sam out of just because he got a um, scholarship. You'd think he'd be happy for his kid to be out of the uh, nightmare and living his best life. Well, you could think that that's why he did it. Maybe that's... um, the Winchester parenting style. Well, Dean clearly has issues with that, mm. with Sam overall. Yeah. But uh, that might be because the motel receptionist thought they were a couple. <laughs> yeah. Um, that does come up uh, a few times um, where they're, they're, in, they're misread as their relationship gets a bit misread by other characters. There are some fans who really like that idea. Well, but... They're brothers. Uh, it's yeah. not even funny. Well, you you might want, and you probably will anyway, but um, you and fellow supernatural virgins who might start getting into this will want to avoid any fan fiction that talks about, and I can't believe we're mentioning it this early in the in the run of the podcast, um, but about Wincest. Oh, they call it Wincest. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, it's clever, but a little bit weird. A little bit. And, yeah, by a little bit, I mean a lot. Yeah. Gross. Well, you know, to each their own, I suppose. I'm neither condoning it, nor am I um, opposing it, because, you know, everyone can do what they like as long as they don't hurt each other or break oh, the law. Oh, OK, OK. Or let's not... Let's get out of this whole wincestery um, thing. Anyway... That's. I don't think Dean's issues are particularly rooted in that. Because, um, to be fair, he plays up to it, the whole gay thing, by slapping Sam's butt and calling him honey. So he's not that fast at this stage. I think it's shame that we don't see more of their actual uh, childhood. Oh, OK. I think it's clear that they have their own views of what growing up was like. So is that something you'd like to see? Dean was... Uh, yeah. 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 Good. Um, yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> I think Dean is very much his father's son by all accounts, um, from what we have heard. Um, but Sam, I guess, just wants a life a lot less huntery. Dean has some real issues bubbling under the surface, both with Sam and with his dad, I think. I hope that goes somewhere. Yeah, I, I hope so too. Um and like you, I, I'm optimistic that we get some glimpses of their childhood in the, in the, uh, some point in the future. I think also this episode speaks a lot to their characters, um, that Sam actually wants to find their dad 
and and kind of apologise for how things were left. So I wonder how that's going to work out. And badly, I guess. Well, it might be okay. So um, we ended up with the boys committed to find the dad, mm-hmm. although they have no clues. Nope. No leads nope. and no real idea. Brilliant. Basically, no plans at yep. all. Uh, just the next case. Yeah. Um, and we'll be looking at the next case, in fact, the next two stories, in our next episode. So those of you out there who are listening along and watching along with your very own Supernatural Virgins, please do get in touch with us via our Twitter account at SPNVirginPod, and we will endeavour to um, include some of your comments, um, giving out your perspective and uh, adding it to our own. And what do we have next on our agenda? Well, next up we have Home and Asylum. <laughs> Keep the title short and snappy. Well, they um, they pretty much do exactly what it says on the tin. In one they go home, and in the other one they go to an asylum. Uh, home is uh, homeless uh, in um, Lawrence, Kansas. Yep. Are we going to see the graveyard? Oh, Star Cemetery. No, no, not not quite yet. No. Uh, so, you were going to tell us something you think is exciting? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, thinking about it now, I'm not sure that it, exciting is the right word. But <laughs> what I was... No, no, it's a big build-up, and it's uh, not really. Um, but in the context of the podcast, I think it's exciting. So, what I was thinking, uh, as of the time that we're recording this, uh, I actually haven't watched any of season 15. Uh, the final season that's right yeah so I'm thinking I'm going to abstain from watching any of season 15 until we get to it ourselves and then that way we can experience the final season together um, as in essence season 15 supernatural virgins what do you think about that I think you won't be able to avoid any spoilers and you'll have to watch it well I'm going to try not to Um, so that's my podcast pledge here and now well it could be good if you can actually do it. But, well, hmm. I'll do my best. In the meantime, we're going to sign off and get ourselves ready to hit the road home. As long as there is no bugs in it. No. Like, ever again. Yeah, yeah. Well, we need to go because your half-calf double vanilla latte is getting cold over here, Francis. Yeah, I think you have a little spider on your face. Oh, shut up. Oh, no. It's just <laughs> crawled into oh, the ear. fuck off. <laughs> You've been listening to The Supernatural Version with me, Darren. And me, Basco. With music by Bradley Burton. Please do remember to rate, review, and subscribe. Adios, bitch. Jerk. Wait, why do you want me to say that? Don't be afraid.